news every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. Hi FM. 101.9 High FM, Chai Chinuch Reggie. We are back, as we do every Monday, between 2 to 3. As you can hear, we're a bit, I guess, tired from the Shabbos project. I mean, who's not? What an amazing, beautiful Shabbos we had in the community, in the world, actually. And, you know, kind of opportunity for us as South Africans to be a bit proud of what South Africa has imported out to the world. Very impressive. The numbers, the amounts, the investment, the involvement, everything. And every point, every level, every area. I will shortly join and say a bit of my experience in the Shabbos Project. However, any other one over here on the show that wants any of you who had a special... uh Thing going for them this Shabbos, anything that came up, especially this Shabbos, anything uh, you can take with you, anything you'd like to share with us, please send it in 061-895-1019. That's a new WhatsApp line on 061-895-1019, or you could call in the studio, 010-140-3020. You could send us an SMS at 34519 or email us at onair at chayfem.com. Or even call at 074-654-7335. We're going to have to move on because this is a very, 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 very busy show today. A lot we're going to be discussing. But beforehand, as I said, one thing about the Shabbos Project. I daven every week in a community that pretty much everybody's there every Shabbos uh, and keeps it properly. Uh, we do, as we said, Shabbos Project all year round. And we were looking at something special this year for the youth, and one of the people came up with a brilliant idea, which was very inspiring, and I actually want to share it with you and recommend it for the rest of the community. We took the Shabbos project and gave over the whole community facility to the teenage boys and girls in the community, which means our teenagers did everything. They They were doing the Gabos, they were calling up the people for the Torah. They were speaking at the Shalashud. It's amazing work, by the way. If we're on show, uh, Tani, well done. Zevi, just boys doing amazing, amazing stuff. And I think watching the young boys, 13, 14, 15, taking over the community and doing it properly is a very strong matter of giving us hope. Looking, what is the Shabbos Project about? It's about connecting. It's about bringing us all together around one idea. So here's one thing. Let's get our children connected and around it and I think that's just a reminder for the rest of the year even if we do keep Shabbos on a day-to-day basis not day-to-day I mean every week and we are a part of the uh, religious um, rules and lifestyle etc it is our job to expose it to the next generation invest in it it is very important Coming up later on the show, we're going to have a discussion with Darke Noam. Darke Noam is a remedial school here in Johannesburg. We've actually had them on the show once before, which we normally don't do twice. However, uh, something very, very special, in my opinion, has moved on there, and I think we need to share it with the community. Something big is happening there for the next year. We will get there later on. Uh, later on, we're going to discuss a bit about social media. Uh, want to sh- share with you a clip, a video clip, and hear opinion, a bit of a discussion about that. And we also have to continue with last week's interview regarding the stages of focusing and success. As I said, a lot happening. Stay tuned. Be with us. So anything you want to share, again, on any of these topics... 
061-895-1019. That's a WhatsApp line, a SMS line, 34519. Or you can send us an email on air at com. Any way you want to communicate, let's just communicate. Good afternoon, and thank you so much for being with us. I have a whole uh, team here in the studio with me. I have Shireen Sachs, who's the principal of Dark Yenoam. I have Heidi Baum, who's a psychologist in the school. I have here in studio Rabbi Orkin, who is uh, one of the leading Kodesh uh, teachers and has his own program happening there. That afternoon's later on. We'll get to it. So much happening. So first of all, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having So what's us. the big news for next year? We have grown so much since January. When we opened, we started with 20 children. We're now sitting at 46. That was one year ago exactly. Nine months, ten months. Ten months, okay. Ten months since opening in January. That we are now moving campuses. Um, As of the 1st of January 2018, we are now having two campuses, a separate girls' and boys' campus. That's why you're in studio. Not because you're moving campuses. I mean, that's very exciting. I I would have you, but I brought you in here because you are separating into two different school divisions, etc., boys and girls. Why? Why is it so important? So Heidi and I have been doing a lot of research and a lot of uh, meeting with um, people within the community and we had a meeting with a very special Rav in the community and his words to us were if you want brocha you need to separate your girls and boys and having said that we, Heidi and I have been in discussions with a number of properties over the last six months and for us this was now the answer that we needed to hear um, and, and you chose to separate boys and girls not high school and, pri- and primary school and not just boys and girls just boys yeah. and girls so we'll her. have two completely separate campuses the girls from grade 1 to matric will be on one campus and the boys grade 1 to matric will be on the other campus and how is that interaction with um, uh, older girls with younger girls older boys with younger boys which, I mean it's not common to see in one campus matric together with primary Right. So I think the beauty of our school that has been, because it started out small, it's kind of like a bit of, I'll talk about the girls, like a bit of a sisterhood. So the girls really do play nicely together. At break time when you come, we've got our, our older girls older girls playing netball with the younger girls. Um, you know, obviously there is the grouping because they have different interests and whatever, but for the most part they play together. But you will see that, you know, they'll... Two older girls will go off and have a chat on the side, which is perfectly normal. But there's so much cohesive and cooperative play that does go on amongst the girls. So it's kind of the real world where different ages of uh, groups get together and, and discuss. Absolutely. And saying that will come somebody and say it could be also a bit of risk between uh, relationships between older kids and younger kids. How do we have that under control? So the parents always ask us. They always say, but what about the social if there's so few children in a class? And we always say to them, well, you know, you can learn the social skills from being involved with older children and younger because in the real world, in a business, you're not going to always have somebody that's the same age as you. So you need to learn how to interact with people that are older than you as well as younger. And I think we've achieved that quite nicely. And how do we make sure that the older kids are role models instead of... Um Problematic models. 
Baruch Hashem, we really haven't had an issue with that. Um, but I do hear your concerns. And I think as the school grows, um, I think that we will see a natural gravitation more towards junior girls and senior girls as, as we evolve. But, um, you know, at break, we eyes and ears everywhere on the, on the playground. So I think should we see something that's untoward, there's an adult okay. there who will, you know, step in and put an end to maybe a discussion that's not appropriate for a young girl to hear or partake in or something like that. But as of, we really haven't had any. And also the rules and the boundaries and the guidelines are very, are very much there as in terms of there's no phones in the classroom. We don't want to see them at all. So those things are in place. Okay. Uh, would there be any reasons not to separate boys and girls? <laughs> or it's just so natural and that's how it should be done? You know, it's been a big step for Shireen and I to make this decision to separate the boys and girls because financially it is quite a burden to have right. two separate campuses. Um, okay. So that would probably be the one advantage. But, um, you know, it's a from school and we want that kind to of ethos to, to penetrate right through. So it seems that this has been a natural progression and out of all the properties that we've visited and seen, these two properties really just kind of shouted to us and it was as if Hashem just gave us important uh, so before we get to talk more about the school I do want to ask Rabbi Arkin that's sitting with here here with us um, you are starting another program within the school in the afternoon program tell us about that a bit yes Rabbi um, so it's very much part of the uh, the ethos of the school in terms of more focused um, smaller classes, a very nurturing environment, because that's that's what the school is about. That it's that's its beauty and it's very much unique aspect to it. Um, so we felt that there's a wider opportunity beyond the the school day. A school day normally starts at eight o'clock till three, um, but there are a lot of pupils that are going to various types of schools. Um, some are going to um, the Bella Vistas, the Crossroads, those sort of schools, um, and aren't always getting a structured curriculum in terms in, of in terms of Kodesh. In terms of Kodesh, okay. So 100. Um, percent And when we talk about Kodesh, we're talking about reading skills, writing skills, Hebrew reading Hebrew skills, reading skills, Hebrew okay. writing skills, Hebrew language skills, a, a Chumash program, the Chagim, something on the Parsha arts and crafts, um, general Jewish studies, so a whole range of, of programs and a whole range of curriculum, we felt that there are Jews out there, as I said, in various categories. The one category being, um, let's call it the Bella Vista type of schools where they may not be getting a structured Kodesh program, um, also government schools where also they... Um, are not really having an opportunity. So basically you're offering a Kurdish program in the afternoon that will address the remedial kid, kids with remedial... No, um, not at all. It's, uh, the, the, the one aspect is, let's call it, more focused on the remedial, but um, there's various aspects. It could be a child at a, at a religious school or a Jewish day school that for some reason is falling behind or, or not coping with their reading or their writing or, or their chumash or any other area of, of Jewish learning. It's called Jewish Learning Program and 
we're hoping that it will provide a need and an opportunity and value for Jews out there in various areas. To come and get that. Before, I, I do have more questions on that. I do want to move back to Heidi in here a bit. Uh, you're a therapist, mm-hmm. and you work privately. I know. I, I know you have private clients. I know you work with different schools um, on the, in remedial areas and in the, I don't even know what to use, mainstream. the standard mainstream. <laughs> okay. And wh- when would you recommend a parent to take their child out of mainstream and put them in remedial? I think, uh, so firstly, I work very much on an individual basis, so it's hard to give a blanket rule that will cover every child. I think it really is very dependent on who and what the child's specific needs are. Um, I think finding a remedial placement is sometimes a journey. You know, sometimes it's clear cut. We can see the child, it's and it's a know. clear cut, you need a remedial environment and that's it. And sometimes it's a little bit, you know, of a grey area and I think it depends on the child. Um while Rabbi Orkin was talking, another thing that I was thinking about, there's a huge social aspect that that will hopefully be inculcated in the afternoon program where these children will get to interact with other kids who are very similar and like-minded to each other. And I think that from my experience working in, a, in a, from a community is that often parents have been hesitant to move their children into a remedial environment where there hasn't been that um, Jewish ethos or other Jewish children for their child to play with, and I think you know that's right. so been the I, I do want to ask you about the hesitance and about the the people the labeling etc and and the concerns. We do have to take a very short break and we'll be right back. Two hours every weekday covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is one hundred one point nine High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 We are back. We are in the middle of a very important interview. Here in studio with me are Shireen Sachs, the principal of Darkinom School. Uh, maybe schools already. It's going to be boys and girls separate. And Rabbi Arkin, who's the head of the, uh, oh, who's leading the Kurdish department in the afternoons. And Heidi Baum, who's the, the psychologist in the school. And we were just discussing the, um, Labeling the questions parents have, the the concerns about taking a child out of mainstream into remedial um, environment, remedial schools, etc. I just want to add, if anybody wants to join us in this conversation, or ask, or say, or comment, or anything, have you had experience with that? You know, if you want to ask something, if you want to mention something, please oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. That's that's WhatsApp line. You could call us in at o one o. One four zero three zero two zero, or send us an SMS, but that's only in South Africa. Three four five one nine, or you can email us at onir at com. So many ways to connect and comment. So parents that come to you, and they realize there's a uh, difficulty, but they don't want to pull out of mainstream. Do you agree with these fears, or what do you say? I think again, it's, an, it's on an individual basis, really and truly. It's if we can support their child in a mainstream environment where they are, and they can succeed and are happy, then we can try it out. As I say to parents, nothing's cast in stone, and sometimes we have to change, you know, a path. Children grow, children change, things happen. Um, so it's very hard to say. I guess that's one thing that's the advantage we have here. I'm just saying because one of the things that uh, are hard for me to watch the the uh, educational system here in the city is the trying out. 
that kids are bouncing from school to school to school to school to school to school. And I, but maybe here it's a good thing. Maybe in this specific case, there would be a trying out that would work. Absolutely. And I recommend it. You know, we don't want to make, um, create unstable environments and things that aren't going to work. Um, but we do want to make sure that it's the right place for the child. And that it's, you know, it's a good fit between school and child. So when we do, um, you know, have int- um, interest in the school, we always say that the child must come spend a few days with us so that we can assess, is the child right for us? Are we right for the child? Because that's as as important, you know, as it is. Um, Rabbi, can I just clarify one thing? Dacha Noam, is become, we, we've called it an inclusive school because it's not remedial, because we do not want to label, label or isolate or marginalize any child. Sometimes these children land up in our school because emotionally they haven't fitted into an environment. Sometimes socially it's been a difficulty for okay, them. Okay, so it's a wide range of uh, wide range with our three different challenges. streams. So we're going to have our remedial stream, we're going to have our special needs stream, and we're going to be incorporating a vocational stream next year so that every single Jewish child has the potential and the opportunity and that schooled. will all be in the same campus. On the same campus. On the same Boys campus. on one side, girls on the other side. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously. And that's how you'll get broken. That's how it will work, as you quoted. I'm just quoting. So, and, and that, and, and how does interaction, that kind of interaction work with kids? Um, sometimes kids that have with come, I'm sure you have kids that come with a low self-esteem. And they come on campus and they see kids with, with, uh, special needs. Does that push them back, or is that an uh, opportunity for them to grow and to it has been connect? An oppo- it has been an opportunity. Um, when we've had a day at school where the special needs children have come across because they still currently are in my house, the the way that our children embraced them was absolutely phenomenal. I think you live in school. It's not that they're in your house. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> okay. They say that teachers are the only ones who lose sleep over other people's children. I think we... A hundred percent. The way that they have just embraced these children and danced with them, it has been phenomenal. So it's really more what they can learn from these special needs children than the special needs from them, and we've seen that. Okay. Okay, so I, I do want to say thank you very much um, to Heidi. I'm going to ask Robert Orkin and Jeremy to stay for a drop more because I want to discuss the afternoon program, and I see some uh, messages coming in regarding that. So... Uh, Thank you very much, Eddie, for being here. Thank it's you. always um, impressive to see the growth in the community, things that we didn't have some time ago and now are happening, and that's a big thanks from the Jewish community. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Okay, so we are continuing with the um, interview. I just want to ask you about Arkin a question. I want to read you a WhatsApp that came through. Okay, how does the afternoon program work? Would Would they need to come every day? Wouldn't that be too much for the kids, as have extra morals too? So, 100%. There'll be various options, but as a starting point, it will probably be once a week, but within a very structured program, which Which means means that, like a syllabus, like a curriculum, um, sometimes that word has certain negative connotations, but in all of its glory and all of its beauty, it's a well-thought-out program, not a lesson here, not a lesson here, but almost over a year with the vision to ensure that there's going to be growth in whatever area. So at the moment, we're looking at once a week, probably twice a week, maybe maximum, but what? that's whatever area, whatever area, whether it's if, let's say, a, a parent's coming and... Um, 
they're interested in in Jewish studies enrichment or they have no basis in reading and they feel that would be important for the bar mitzvah, preparation for the bar mitzvah. So whatever program, whatever the interest is, we are hoping over time to be able to facilitate and grow. Um, so it's actually a very individual program. Yes, we're looking at so that, small, yeah. Okay, so that's for that message. I think one of the things is that I'm sure there will be kids that it suits them once a week or twice a week or four times a week. It really depends on the child. Exactly. And, and you will be actually building the program according to that. Exactly. The bottom line is it has to be enjoyable. It's extracurriculum. We, in a sense, up against soccer and music and everything out there. So this has to be so as be exciting and as fun and as engaging. And uh, that's the curriculum that we have built for the school that is already in operation for Darche Noam. And we're hoping to extend that to the afternoon to the program. Afternoons. Would there also be Darche Noam kids in the afternoon program? Or it's completely separated? It's completely separate, but if there were kids that felt that they needed some extra, it would definitely be offered. But we're hoping that uh, those that are at the school would definitely be taken care um, through all the programs because these programs are implemented in the school and are constantly growing as part of the curriculum development. So hopefully it would all be taken care of in the school day. It would all be get, getting through. Okay, so that's... Uh, and and when we look at the kids... Uh, uh, I want to ask Shereen, as, as the principal of the morning, as, as, the, as the, of the school today, what child would you recommend them to move on to the afternoon program? So perhaps it's a child who might have joined us late within the year or a child who has struggled as well, but has not had the time to catch up, let's say, for example, in the Chumash reading or the Hebrew reading. I have, for example, a child who's in grade 11 who's actually in Rabbi Orkin's junior class because he's never had the exposure and he's never been able to read Chumash. He's now achieved the fact that he can now read Chumash words. That's amazing. Which really that, is. That child is inspiring just that he never gives up. That's right, exactly. So it's possibly, maybe there's a different, maybe the child has been focused, they've been learning Parsha, and, but maybe they haven't actually done in text reading and that's a child I would recommend to the program because Rabbi Orkin has really started from the basics of teaching them um, the words and then putting them together and etc which I have to say I have seen Rabbi Orkin's work personally uh, if it's in blocks or in drawings or in cake whatever it is it always it always happens and and you can can compete with the soccer that way well okay (laughs) so I see more uh, on Another comment came in. How do we contact you for more details? We will get to that later on in the show when you're given your information. We do have to take a short break. And when we get back, we'll continue and uh, wrap up, as we say. So 101.9, short break. We'll be right back. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9, 101.9
really it's for the child. So the child would need to spend a few days to see if the school is the fit for the child and if the child is the fit for the school. So basically to get the feeling if it's the right place and the right thing for them to do, as well as in the afternoon. Right. Just uh, on, on that point, um, one of the most heartwarming stories... Um, I heard about the school literally, I think, within the last few days, and I think, in a sense, epitomizes the school. There was a parent um, who said that her child has been battling to get to school. Not battling, actually has not gone to school for months. Just they could not get the child to school, and for various reasons, you know. Sometimes school is not always a, a happy place for whatever reason. And she said to me, not only this, this child had come to school one day, and this was the second day, and she phoned and she said, not only did the child not have to, we didn't have to push, but the child actually woke up and was eager and beyond excited to get to school. And wow. in, in terms of your question, should you try, shouldn't you try? Um, I think the greatest success of the school in terms of the numbers, and this is what gives me such naches, is just walking around. And seeing kids that, for whatever reason, weren't as happy as they could have been, and just smiling, playing, interacting, and being happy. And when a child is in that There's state of mind, important than that. we all know when a child is in that state of mind, what they can achieve in terms of their academic development and their growth, it's unbelievable. So somehow... There's a certain magic that goes on there, whether it's uh, Shireen, whether it's the teachers, whether it's the care, whether it's the smooching I'll tell you what it is. It's SMS that just came through. Yeah. I I'm, feel so bad it's anonymous, but an SMS just came in through. Was that Yeshiva with Rabbi Orkin? He's the best. <laughs> Maybe that's why, whoever you are, thank you. Oh, thank you. That's... Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for those cool, but it, but it really is. The teachers are handpicked and they, the environment just nurtures love and warmth and just brings That's out. Very I think, special uh, and very I think the byline, I'm just looking at the pamphlet here. The byline of the school is unlocking the power of each individual. And that's in a sense what we hope to achieve in the afternoon through the program. Um, as an extension in the same ethos, in the same energy that's been created during the day. We hope to extend that to the wider community. And hoping, please God, that it will be a service and something that adds a lot of value to so a lot how of can, So how can anybody be in touch with you? Um, I'll give you my cell number or Shireen's my cell number. Or is both. Zero six one. I'll repeat that. It's zero six one four seven four eight one eight two. Shireen. And mine is oh eight two nine two six nine zero zero two. Uh, that means a lot. As a principal that comes here and puts their cell phone out on the radio, I think that's, that means that means a lot. I'm very excited to hear that the school grew enough in the separation into into two different schools. We do have very clear studies actually that kids, uh, girls in separate classes achieve much more, and boys also in separate classes achieve much more. Nothing to do with Judaism and religion. We do see that very clearly. And I wish you and your students all the best and achieving as much as possible. Thank you so much for being with us here this afternoon, and just I hope that you continue growing and accomplishing. Thank you. Thank you. you. Okay. Uh, To the next topic we have to discuss, I want to share with you, uh, one of the big discussions we have here on the show is social media, cell phones, etc., what it does to us. Now, another thing that happens many times on the show is I do get uh, lots and lots of videos from people 
that were inspired that think this is an educational point. What do I think about this? What I and and I respond to the people through WhatsApp, etc. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot. Very rarely I choose to share with the listeners one of the videos. And by the way, uh, there are different levels. They're very rare that I bring to the radio, and some of them that I think importance go out to parents. There is a WhatsApp group, by the way, uh, that you could get this information, these video clips, as an example of what I'm going to be showing right now, or uh, letting you listen right now. And anyways, this is a video I want us all to listen to. Obviously, we could only listen and not see. And hear to the words, and let's create a discussion to see regarding how really are we aware to what is happening in social life, social media? This is a video that goes is going around net. Let's hear it. It makes us feel good when we smoke, when we drink, and when we gamble. In other words, it's highly, highly addictive, right? We have age restrictions on smoking, gambling, and uh, alcohol, and we have no age restrictions on social media and cell phones, which is the equivalent of opening up the liquor cabinet and saying to our teenagers, hey, by the way, this adolescence thing, if it gets you down... (laughs) But that's basically what's happening. That's basically what's happening, right? That's basically what happened. You have an entire generation that has access to an addictive, numbing chemical called dopamine through social media and cell phones as they're going through the high-stress of adolescence. Why is this important? What's happening is because we're allowing unfettered access to these dopamine-producing devices and media, basically it's becoming hardwired. And what we're seeing is as they grow older, too many kids don't know how to form deep, meaningful relationships. Their words, not mine. They will admit that many of their friendships are superficial. They will admit that their friends, that they don't count on their friends, they don't rely on their friends, they have fun with their friends. But they also know that their friends will cancel on them if something better comes along. Deep, meaningful relationships are not there because they never practice the skill set. And worse, they don't have the coping mechanisms to deal with stress. So when significant stress starts to show up in their lives, they're not turning to a person. They're turning to a device. They're turning to social media. They're turning to these things which offer temporary relief. We know, the science is clear, we know that people who spend more time on Facebook suffer higher rates of depression than people who spend less time on Facebook. Right? These things balanced. Alcohol is not bad. Too much alcohol is bad. Gambling is fun. Too much gambling is dangerous. Right? There's nothing wrong with social media and cell phones. It's the imbalance. Right? If you're sitting at dinner with your friends and you're texting somebody who's not there, that's a problem. That's an addiction. And like all addiction, in time, it'll destroy relationships, it'll cost time, and it'll cost money, and it'll make your life worse. When you're out for dinner with your friends, like... Uh, I, I do this with my friends. When we're going out for dinner and we're leaving together, we'll, we'll leave our cell phones at home. Who are we calling? Maybe one of us will bring a phone in case we need to call an Uber or take a picture of our meal. Uh, <laughs> the same. Come on. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm an idealist, but I'm not insane. You know? <laughs> I mean, it looked really good. Um, we'll take one phone. And so it's like an alcoholic. The reason you take the alcohol out of the house is because we cannot trust our willpower. We're just not strong enough. But when you remove the temptation, it actually makes it a lot easier. And so when you just say, don't check your phone, people literally will go like this. And somebody will go to the bathroom, and what's the first thing we do? Because <laughs> I wouldn't want to look around the restaurant for a minute and a half, you know? But if you don't have the phone, you just kind of enjoy the world. And that's where ideas happen. The constant, constant, constant engagement is not where you have innovation and ideas. Ideas happen when our minds wander and we go, 
and you see something, uh, I bet they could do that. That's called innovation, right? But we're taking away all those little moments, right? You should not, and none of us, none of us should charge our phones by our beds. We should be charging our phones in the living rooms, right? Remove the temptation. You wake up in the middle of the night because you can't sleep, you won't check your phone, which makes it worse. But if it's in the living room, it's relaxed, it's fine. I, I, uh, but it's my alarm clock. Buy an alarm clock. <laughs> they cost eight dollars. Right? I'll, I'll buy you an alarm. Right? But the point is, the point is, is we now in industry, whether we like it or not, we don't get a choice. We now have a responsibility to make up the shortfall and to help this amazing, idealistic, fantastic generation build their confidence, learn patience, learn the social skills, find a better balance between life and technology, because. Quite frankly, it's, it's the right thing to do. Okay, that was a beautiful um, video clip that somebody sent me regarding social media. Please let me know what you think about it before we create this discussion. 0618951019. What are your thoughts about this? Is it really that bad? Are we really not knowing what we're doing and what's happening. 061-895-1019 or you can send call us at call. 010-140-3020 send us an SMS at 34519 and email on the there are so many ways. Just do it. And by the way, if you want to get these videos, if you want to get this video specifically or, or be in a group that from time to time I would send an important video uh, as this, you could always send me an email at rabbigsa at gmail.com, rabbig at, rabbigsa at gmail.com, or even if you just think you have what to add to the Jewish, to the educational community and you want to share with us on this show, feel free to contact me on rabbigsa at gmail.com and... We will hear what you have to say about education. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back discussing this. Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 We are back and unfortunately we already got to the end of the hour. I thought we would be have have some time to continue our discussion from last week regarding the success with Rabbi Merkin. We'll have to push it off for the next week. Um uh, hoping we can get to discuss a bit about the videos. Again, we will have to take a rain check about that as we say. Which means I think it's very important that we realize um I do have uh, a message coming in here. Hi, Rabbi G. The video you played just now, you hit the nail on the head regards Becky. Thank you, Becky. I'm happy to hear that you agree with me on that. Uh, it's important that as a community we share this. And if there's anybody you want to send it to, send me an email on rabbigsa at gmail.com. I will send you the video or, or other videos important. Or you could send right now a video, uh, what's up to the radio, and we could do the same too. 061-895-1019 or you could send us SMS 34519 or an email on the however you want to do it whenever you want to do it thank you so much for being with us today we will be back please God next week Monday 2 to 3 discussing education and being better people making the world a better place inspiring ourselves and our family and just growing and achieving 
That's what we're here for. Thank you so much. Have a great week.